Hello and welcome to the Jill's Fancast. On Tuesday evening, Jill's made it three wins in a row with a 1-0 victory at Southend United to move within four points of the League One playoff places. Joining me is James Hawkins and Owen Stanley as we look back on the win over Southend, have a look over our form in general and then look ahead to Saturday's trip to Lincoln City. Uh, so yeah, James, obviously we all went down there Tuesday night. We yep. got there eventually. We managed to get over the Dartford Crossing after just lots of uh, aggro. Yeah. Um, got in the ground just on kickoff. Um, yeah. Yeah, one of them, isn't it? It wasn't convincing, but main thing was job done. Yeah, no, exactly that. Exactly that. We wasn't great. We wasn't great at all, but good sides find a way of winning. And it just took, I think you said it coming out of the ground, it was just literally five minutes a five-minute spell where Graham picked up the ball a couple of times. The first one hit, hit off, obviously, a Southern defender and it looked like it was going in and as soon as he picked the ball up for a second one, you knew the delivery was going to be exactly the same and it was the same quality and the Southern goalkeeper bottled it and Conogra V obviously wants it more and, yeah, it's once the game and, it, yeah, throughout the 90 minutes, it's the five-minute spell that's gone, gone and won us the game. But, yeah, look, at this stage of the season, we've... 12 games left or whatever it is it isn't about your performances it's about, it's about the end result and if you're picking up the three points at the end of it then you're getting the job done and that's what we did here tonight Yeah Owen obviously we, we didn't play very well for large parts of the game but despite the fact we wasn't playing particularly well did you always feel like we was going to score eventually we was going to have a moment and we was going to end up getting three points yeah, I think so. I was saying throughout the second half, the most frustrating thing for me prior to the goal is that they've got a teenager in goal. We hadn't tested him at all. And, you know, as James said in that five minute spell, Graham put one ball in, which he didn't get anywhere near. And the defenders tried, well, tried to bail him out and then he put it in his own net. So we obviously knew from that that there'd be chances for us. He made a couple more errors after the goal, which we could have benefited from. But I think, I think we were, considering the opposition, I think we were going to nick it. I thought we just had too much in the end. I thought if we get to extra time, uh, extra time, so half time at nil nil, we I think we knew Evans was going to have a word, pretty politely, because we we didn't play well in that first half. And I think against a better side, we probably would have been going in one or down. It wouldn't be able to really complain about it too much. But I think yeah, we were always going to get that that moment. It's a little piece of quality from Graham, good delivery, and as you say, the keeper sort of sort of caught in two minds. I suppose he, he doesn't really make much of an effort to get near it. He sort of flaps at mid-air and Ogilvy just says alright cheers runs in front of him puts it into the net and you know he's a, he's a young goalkeeper I'm sure he'll learn but yeah, it's a bit of a, a bit of a simple finish for us in the end and Ogilvy had missed one just before from a similar angle so we're, we're kind of getting the idea would it be one of those nights because I said to you on the way up I think we're going to make hard work because it's just typical Gillingham fashion and we were very poor for about an hour and then when we did turn it on we only needed the five minute spell which you know, when you look at their team, you're not surprised by that. It only took like one, one moment of quality to actually yeah. get the game won. Because I can't recall them really creating much at a run until that chance at the last minute, which thankfully they put wide. But 
yeah, the main thing is we, we got it done. It wasn't necessarily convincing. I think you made you made a good point on the way out that the last three games, which we've won them all, haven't particularly been our best performances yeah. in this run, which is an interesting thing. But it does show that we are able to get results when we're playing poorly, and that's one of the main reasons that I, I don't really panic when we go 1-0 down anymore or we're struggling for a goal, because I know this Jules side have got it in them to find something to make the difference. Yeah, because obviously, James, the first half particularly was, was especially poor. What did you make of Evans afterwards saying that he actually thought in the first half we was uh, maybe a little bit disrespectful towards Southend? Do you think that's something to be a little bit worried about or do you think sometimes it's a little bit of a natural thing in the mind when you are playing a team yeah. that have only just about got double figures in points, you naturally think we'll probably be able to cruise through this game and I then it doesn't pan out that way. I think that's what it is. I think naturally when you are playing a poor side and you know and it's it look, it's easy for for League One footballers to, to rock up to us to, to a team that are struggling at the bottom of the division and put on a professional job and, and go and hit three, three or four past the team. But look, at, at the same time, Southend have got a team full of youngsters. Yeah, they're inexperienced, but they want to show what they can do at the level. And so they're going to get in your faces, they're going to make it hard work. And I think, I think for, for the best part of an hour, I think we, we thought that the chances were going to come for us without really working hard for them um, and we kind of underestimated what what they were like um, I don't think it's anything to be worried about and I just I just think that it's it was a case that um, we was yeah we we weren't we weren't good enough but I think also I think it, had it been a better team I think our standards would have would have rose anyway um, because you 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 generally, when you're playing against a better team, you you try and press more and you and you work that a little bit harder. Um, but look, I think what what stood out for me was that unlike last season, where you probably looked to our bench and games like that last season, that we were crying out for for an impact. It just didn't happen, and that's everyone said at the start of the season. He wanted quality instead of quantity, and that's the exact reason why is that until Ollie Lee and Jordan Graham entered the frame. On Tuesday night, we might not win that football match, um, and they've they've come on and made a difference. And I, I think that's it's credit to to the whole squad, isn't it? We, we've seen it twice now. Blackpool with Regan making a difference. Tuesday night with Jordan Graham making a difference. Steve is finding a way of even players if they're not playing and not getting minutes, still keeping them happy and still making an impact on this your side. Yeah, obviously Owen Evans. For the second time in three games, went with the the very attack-minded approach like he did against Blackpool. Um, having seen us use it in both them games now, would you agree it's safe to say that it doesn't really work for us at all? It doesn't for me. I think the two main reasons, one were far too just joined in midfield and if a team like Southampton can go and pass through us that easily, it, it shows it's not going to work, especially against better opposition. I think O'Connor and Willow looked a bit... They didn't, like, they didn't really know what, where they were playing or what they were meant to be doing because sort of, like, they're meant to be attacking midfielders and defensive midfielders and box-to-box midfielders all at the same time and it's sort of just there's no real protection there for them and I think going forward I think it's all just a bit yeah. I think it's just too jam-packed there's too many players in the same areas you know you, I think it's meant to be Robertson handling in the wing and then Akinde and Mandron up front and you often saw Akinde and Mandron going out wide where the other two went in and it was all a bit Disjointed, we didn't really know where anyone was really playing, to be honest. And I think, it, you know, I think we don't tend to pick up 
yellow cars on central defence and I think the reason for that is because they came out when players came forward because there was no one there because the space is so huge and I think I think it was kind of a well you could argue it's an enforced change because O'Keefe and yeah. Jones are our mainstay in that sense and Leroy are available if Jones on the bench probably didn't trust him to be able to get through 45 minutes with this weekend coming up as well but it, for me it's just a bit too it just didn't work and I don't really want to see it again. And I think both results we've got at Southend and Blackpool, although we started this formation, we got the results by changing it. And yeah, I think it was clear to see that if we carried on like that, we would have been in a bit of trouble. And, you know, we did get over the line in the end, but I think it's something we need to probably sweep under the carpet and not, not test ourselves out again because it was giving us more problems than it was positives. Yeah. And let's talk about the match winner. Um, we've, we spoke quite recently, James, on one of the podcasts about Ogilvy and sort of the transformation he's, he's made this season in comparison to last. And that's what? Three big winning goals he's scored for us quite recently now? Yeah. Uh, Tuesday, Sunderland and... Rochdale. Rochdale. Yeah. So that's sort of three times since Christmas he's... He's won us games with yeah. with goals, and obviously it's not just that. It's the fact that he has come on a long way defensively as well. Where does he lie in your mind for Player of the Year this year? Top. Do you think he's he's the pick? He's my pick. He's my pick. I think he's been the best. He's been the best of a very good bunch. Um, just because of the rise in his development, he's obviously put the hard yards in. He's put the hard work in. He's come up with big goals in big moments. Defensively, very good. Attacking-wise, now adding adding that to his game. His delivery is so much better. Um, loves getting clattered every week. But, um, yeah, he's top class. He's top class. And I think if you look for the team, to be honest, I think Jack, Jack at his age will probably win Young Player of the Year anyway. Yeah. Um, but, I think I think for me, I have a, obviously I I don't go every single week, but I think for me I haven't actually seen kind of overly have a bad game in his yield shirt this season. Um, he's he's a, he's a good he's a good eight 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 out of ten every single week, um, and like I say, the rise in the development of him has been brilliant, and I would probably class him as one of the best fullbacks in this division without a shadow of a doubt. And it's it's mad I'm saying that because. I, I couldn't stand him when, like when when he was first there playing left back. I, I I don't know. I couldn't for the life of me understand why we then went <laughs> we, we kept playing him left back. Then he turned to centre half and and grew and got better. Um, and then it was quite interesting that um, Steve obviously put him left back after saying that he wasn't ever going to play him there. That was quite interesting. Um, but look. He's, he's, he's put, and I think he's shots on, on the way he's been. But it, look, it shows that what good coaching and coaching does. Obviously, Rayner and whoever else is coaching that back four, I've obviously done wonders with him because, yeah, like I say, he's my player of the year and he's one of the best four backs in this division. What about you? Does he rank right at the top for you as well? I think so. It's a weird one. This was usually in past seasons where we've not been particularly good. We have one player who sort of runs away with it. But I think in this team, you could pick four or five of worthy candidates. I, I personally pick Aimer. Uh, yeah? 
Yeah. I think the general. I think you'd say that ninety percent of votes this year are going to go to the back. Someone in the back five, wouldn't you? I think he's. he's I've, I've criticised him a lot in the past. I think this has been his best, best season I can remember. I think he's become much more of a natural lead. I think his defensive work has improved significantly. Pops out of a few goals now and then, not as many as uh, Connor, but he's, he's always in there. He seems to be getting better with every game that goes past. I think he's going to only, only improve. And I think he's, he's had a, a very good season. But as, as I say, there's a lot of people you can pick out. And at the start of the season, before his injury, a lot of people expected Jones to get it. Then I, would also, I also wouldn't be against Tucker getting it, Ogilvy getting it, maybe even slight chance for Bonham yep. as well. There's not a lot of defensive picks I know, but there's a lot of worthy candidates in there, but I just can't see past Maywick. <laughs> <laughs> um, so no, the win on Tuesday made it, like I say, three in a row. Um, how much do you think we can take, James, out of the fact that we've won these three games... Yeah. Regardless of the performance, by hook or by crook, we've won these three games in the main, I think, bar 45 minutes, without Stuart O'Keefe and Alfie Jones, who, let's be honest, are two massively important players for the way we, we yeah. try and perform every week. Yeah, definitely. Massive. Yeah, it's huge. It's huge. We've got through... Yeah, look, they're, they're games that... The, 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 obviously, the first two, like Black, Blackpool and Blackpool's the run they were on they were very, very good at home um, and we made our work of that but we found a way to win um, Saturday wasn't pretty um, didn't play to the best of, best of our ability um, but again we had what what is what is in, what is interesting is that from each of the games is that we've we've kept ourselves in in the game for, for obviously long periods without being brilliant but then we've had 15 or 20 minutes where we've been devastating where, where we've blown the teams away we've we've gone and scored while we're on top and how many times this season now have we been on top and not scored and that's where we have obviously the side has learnt um, it's massive to get the results without like you say Stuart O'Keefe and Alfie Jones who are instrumental to this dual side but they they're massive results. They they are you. They're results that you could probably look back on if we, if we do get into the playoffs. That you could look at the, these three games and go, yeah, we did it there. That's that's where we started it. I know we've obviously been un, un, unbeaten for the fourteen games, but majority of them have been draws. So, but uh, yeah, they're massive wins. But look, the position we put ourselves in, we're four points off the playoffs. We're eight points off four make promotion. It's crazy. It's mad. We win these next two games. Sat the next two Saturdays, Lincoln Ellis and Wimbledon. I think Owen said, well, yeah, Owen said to me earlier that if teams slip up, we could actually be in the playoffs by next weekend. By five o'clock next Saturday, if teams slip up above us, we could be in the playoffs. Yeah, because I'm pretty that sure. Crazy. Uh, Peterborough don't play because no. they should be playing Berry. Yeah. Um, so that's straight away. If we win at the weekend, we're a point behind them. That um, is mad. And what all that does is, yeah, it'll be like, oh, whatever, Peterborough might have another game in hand in us somewhere, but... No, I don't think it's, they do. They, I don't think they do, no, but even if they did, it doesn't matter, because when being one point behind them instead of five or six, then puts pressure on the rest of their games. Well, I've seen one of people saying, oh, Portsmouth's got a game in hand and things like that. They've got, obviously, two on us. 
one of their games in hand is Fleetwood. Who are another team in and around it. That so is, they can't both win. No. No. So is it are we, are we is it realistic enough to say that we are now promotion contenders? We are now playoff contenders? I think so. Well, I don't know if you see Darren Ferguson talking yesterday and he was saying now like because they lost at the weekend didn't he and he was saying it was it was a bit of a blow for their automatic promotion hopes but he said that like as long as they bounce back from it and win at the weekend they're still in it and he he said to be honest he went he did name us he went you look down as far as Gillingham on the run they're on because no one's running running away with the league anyone as far down as them will still think they've got a chance of bloody winning the thing <laughs> which I mean. is crazy I've I've do I think this is the strongest League One we've ever been in? Probably not. But no. in terms of the fact there's been no runaway leader or anything no. like that, I think it's been quite a unique season. And what I think that means is that I think it means the points tally needed to win the league will be lower than normal. Yeah. But to get in the playoffs, it'll be higher. Yeah. yeah. In a weird kind mean. of way. Yeah, I know what you mean. Um, yeah. So that will make our job tricky. But yeah, four points outside of 12 games to go. Are, are you. Obviously, last week we spoke and it was seven, whatever. And he said, You still think we're going to miss out? It is as the winds are ticking off, are you starting to get a little bit more hopeful? Yeah, a little bit. <laughs> we could pull it off a little bit, a little bit, but I don't know. I, I, I don't know. We've got a tough run of games. March, March is pivotal for us. March, if we if we if we struggle in March and we struggle to pick up results in March, we that's it, it's, it, it's finished. But we pick, look, I don't think we're. Sky have obviously, <laughs> have obviously taken their toll and 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 put the Rotherham game on 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 telly. So they obviously want our end to run somewhere because we're <laughs> never great on Sky. Um, but I, I, look, ask me again. Ask me again after the Wimbledon game. Ask me the same question after the Wimbledon game, and I'll tell you. I think the major positive for us is because I, I still don't think people really notice this one I won as much as we do. Because I saw our South End fans saying the other day that it's only Jiddingham and whatnot. We're 14 games unbeaten. And I, I don't think many fans of teams above us really notice that. And I think the positive we've got in this playoff run is that it's sort of a win win for us. If we finish in the playoffs, fantastic. We finish top 10, great. There's no pressure on us at all compared to teams no. like Coventry and Peterborough who are expected to be up there and get promotion. If we miss out it's not exactly like we've bottled it or anything we've just come up short so we really have the advantage in those teams I think playing Sunderland Coventry next month that's your blessing disguise really because if as long as we avoid defeat they don't gain points on us yeah. we'll still be right in there either way yeah that's the thing it's a catch 22 isn't it because you'd say you'd want to play teams down the bottom that are struggling because you'd have more chance of winning but then you're not in control of taking points off the teams at the top whereas where we have got Coventry Fleetwood Rotherham um Sunderland, we have got opportunities available to us to take points for these contenders. But to be honest, I was looking through the fixtures in general the other day, and I think everyone's got it just as bad as each other. Um, I think Portsmouth and is it Portsmouth and Fleetwood have got to play each other twice. Yeah. Um, and I think you've got Coventry, Ipswich, and then Coventry, Rotherham, two weeks running. Wickham, so. Wickham have got to play. So we've all got everyone, it. Yeah. And yeah. it's just going to be a case of form at the right time. So if any of them teams above us, other than. Um, Peter still have to do the Berry game. I don't imagine know. one or two, wouldn't you? Maybe. Yeah, possibly. Um, but no, I th- I think that we've. Well, listen, the, the bookies have got us into four to one now, which means they think we've we've got a shot. Um, if 
we'll come on to Lincoln um, in a minute, but should we win these next two games, which you would look at on paper and say, given the form we're in, there's no reason why we shouldn't, we've got an excellent chance. Yeah, we have. Like you say, if we win the next two games, it's possible we're in them. Yeah. Let alone, and if we're not, we're going to be a, probably a point outside a point, a point, at, at yeah. worst. Yeah. Yeah. And I think what you say is right, is that we have to get to March in the strong position. Yeah. Whereas it's not like we have to win all the games in March because there is a possibility that in March we might drop a couple of points somewhere. Yeah. So we yeah. need to make sure the Wimbledons, the Lincolns, that we're going to be doing the business like we have done the last three games yeah. so that we can afford a slip-up or two. Because no one's going to win every game between now and the end of the season. No. The way the season's gone suggests that. Rotherham are top of the league and they've lost more times than we have. Yeah. is seventh. Yeah. Yeah. Only two points ahead of us. Ipswich's form still isn't that good. No. Nah. Um, to be honest. So I think they're catchable. I still maintain I think Wickham are very, very catchable. Um I was looking at every, every week the passes if they drop out that penultimate game of the season away at Adams Park's looking bigger yeah. and bigger, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. I wouldn't be surprised if it came down to you know, we're sixth, Wickham are seventh or vice versa. Cool. Could that, you- that game decides who gets it. Could and you- then we bottle it at Bristol um, to Bristol well, Wales. Well, I was about to say, could you could you <laughs> Could could you imagine? Could you imagine that we we were at home to Bristol Rovers the last day of the season, and if we won, we secure the playoffs. Unbelievable, unbelievable for for the season that we've had as well. But like you just said a minute ago, Owen, there is no pressure on us because we can we can sit here now and say we've had a decent season on the basis that with twelve games to go, we are talking about the playoffs. Yeah, that in itself speaks volumes of the progress we've made this season, doesn't yeah. it? Yeah. I think we're four points beyond last season's total. Six. Six points, four points, six yeah. points, yeah. which is madness, Ridiculous. really. Ridiculous. Be there by next week. Yeah. yeah. Some fans don't think we've made any improvements. And we're now sixth in the away table. Which, higher, higher than the home form. Really, yeah, right? which yeah. a week ago, yeah. people were like, whoa, this isn't very good, we've only won one away game. Yeah. And then a, a week's a long time in football, isn't it? Won as many as we've lost, haven't we? Three yeah. wins, three defeats. Yeah, and ten draws. draws. Yeah, um, but no. So we we go on to another away game at the weekend at Lincoln. Um, like I say, it's another ideal opportunity for points. Um, I didn't realise until after Tuesday's game when I had the look. This this team are in. They couldn't be in more opposite form to us. They've lost five of their last six games, and they did lose to Southend. <laughs> um, yeah, it. Maybe it's coincidence, maybe it's timely that the fact that Akindi and Walker leaving has had an effect on them. Oh, well, yeah, definitely. I mean, you've seen the effect that that John's had on us. Um, yeah, look, he hasn't scored as many as we'd probably hoped, but what he does do is that he brings so much to the table everywhere else that two or three people were too worried about him that they're leaving two or three other Gillingham players spare. Yeah, I said this to you, didn't I, on the way back home in Tuesday, that you look at since he's come in, um, obviously there was the two own goals from crosses against Doncaster, yeah. handling from the corner against Blackpool, yeah. the goal Tuesday, yeah. all of a sudden we're scoring more goals from crosses, and I don't think it's coincidence that it's... Because the second own goal against Doncaster, the pressure's on him because the kindy's standing there, and he knows yeah. he's standing there. Yeah, yeah. And I just think of like them leaving Ogilvy free on Tuesday it's like they're going out they're going they've got Kindy up front yeah. don't let him have anything in the air yeah. and they're so worried about him that 
Conor Ogilvy will just creep in from that left-hand side and no one will pick him up because no. they don't think he's going to be the threat that Akindi is. Yeah, it's no, exactly. Same like, as the Blackpool it's like, corner. It's like you said the other day, there might be a thing where we deliberately don't aim for Akindi. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, like the Blackpool corner. Why are we putting that on Hanlon's head? Yeah. Probably because they're thinking, well, they're going to be too busy with that one. Yeah. So we'll put it over him and people switch off. Yeah. You just yeah. said about them losing Tyler Walker. Just don't look here. Their top scorers has got uh, Walker with 15 goals. The next one below is seven. Then, well, the Kinde's are one below it on five. And then after that, it's just twos and ones. So it's, really, they've got someone on seven who's still there as a top scorer now. And who's that? Harry Anderson. Okay. Um, but he's no, a midfielder as well. In, t- in terms of us, after after Tuesday and yeah. like so the formation probably didn't work we didn't play particularly well are you expecting probably Jones especially to be back in yeah definitely definitely Jones possibly even Lee depending I think Lee will be back in I think we looked 10 times better when he stepped onto the pitch just tonight just gave that calmness about us just we, we managed to get hold of the ball and I think we were on the pitch we, he was on the pitch when we scored um, yeah I think I think it, it'll probably keep Roberts Hannon and Nikindi, but I'm expecting to see a midfield of Jones, Lee and O'Connor. Yeah. You think? I don't think O'Keefe's gonna be ready. I don't, he was he was training he was training on his own today. Like in terms of he was out there, he was doing a little bit of ball work, but as well as soon as they started doing the keep ball stuff, he he went round the outside and did well, jogging. We, we spoke to Royce earlier, didn't we? Yeah. I asked about him and he said O'Keefe's out. Yeah. Okay, and what about you, um, team wise? What, what would you look to change, if anything? Play four two four. I think I just um, go over Diamond, over Jones at the base, uh, O'Connor from the left, Willock from the right, the um, Lee in the ten, and then Roberts and Akinde. You go back to the Diamond. Mm. I still think the Diamond is our strongest formation. I've got to be honest. Um, That's nothing again. I'm not dropping Hallen because I'm anything against him. I didn't think he was bad Saturday night. I just think. We need a bit more assurance in that midfield, and that means taking one out. And I think Roberts has been undroppable. Yeah, it is one of them that I do think that obviously we look at our defensive record and whatever, but I think in terms of enabling us to play at our best, I think it's the midfield that's so important. Um, And yeah, we looked short of of at least one body, if not two, in there on Tuesday because. You know, it, at times it looked like Willock was trying to do everything by himself, and I I thought Willock was actually one of our better players. Um, he looked like in the first half he looked like he was the only one that was trying to get it down and actually play a little bit. Um, but he'd started I, 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 Tuesday, so will he start well, again? He, it's sort of limited how, how much he sprinted forward the ball. It's sort of like he was anxious. Yeah. There's no one behind him. He did uh, one outrageous piece of skill though that sat one of the Southend players down, yeah. which was which was quite good to watch. Yeah. And he does look like he's got a lot of ability. Um, we just need to I think we're doing the right thing we're, we'll start in one game then bring him off the bench the next one yeah, just yeah. build him up and to be honest we've got to where we are mostly without him yeah. let's just build him up for the rest of the season and try and make sure he's, he's bang on it ready to go at the start of the next season yeah, maybe yeah. that's the idea with him we'll try and integrate him a little bit between now and the end of the season as and when we can and just make sure that we don't set him back at all um, but no you two just said because obviously you went to uh, the training slash signing session today how good do you think these things are? Because obviously it's a pretty yeah, new massive. thing since Evans has come in this season. Yeah, massive. It's huge. It's huge. And I think he says it himself that it's important that the fans become close to the players. Um, and there's no sort of gap 
and, and communication key. And, and certainly when you're on the run that we're on, things are rosy and these things are good, aren't they? It's, it's when you're getting beat that um, they could go wrong. But yeah, look, it's it's there's just a good vibe around the club at the moment. It's it's nice and it's nice not to be staring relegation in the face, isn't it? Yeah, and obviously, lastly, on the Lincoln game. Yeah, look, look, are we bringing the three points back? Yeah. Yeah, I think we will. I think we will. I'm confident enough. And they're probably too worried about Kindy to worry about everyone else. So, yeah, I think... You'd think he'll be bang up for it, wouldn't he? Yeah, he will be. Of course he will be. Weekend. Of course he will be. He, he, he wants to show on on the reason why, why he can't understand why they got rid of him. Um, and, yeah, look, the, the form guy suggested there's just going to be one winner, but we saw Tuesday night how hard it was and I'm just I hope that it's it's a lot more comfortable Saturday and, and we just go and get a job done and and we bring that bring under three points more comfortably. Score? Um Yeah, I'm going two 0 Jules. Two 0 Yeah. I mean I think I said to you on the way back from South End that we can afford to draw this game really. Provided we win next week. I think we'll, we'll gain confidence from two of our last three wins being away after having quite a poor record in terms of wins away from home. And I think this is another ideal opponent. You know, I think they've been crucified really after losing Tyler Walker. I think he's really battered them, hit them for six. And yeah, lost five at last six games. I think it's, it's one we have to go into knowing that we, we're more than capable of getting three points. I didn't really think they were all that when they came to us the first time when they when they had Tyler Walker. I don't remember really creating anything except for King Day as ever ironically at the end. Yeah. But I think we I think we should win this year. I think if we do it sets us up for hope I wanna say a bigger crowd at the game against Wimbledon but you never know really. And you know, it just keeps the good times rolling and it keeps us in that pitch and you know I'm not sure the fixtures this weekend but you never know who can who can slip up obviously we'll be a point behind Peterborough if we do win because they're not going to play but yeah I think we will I think we'll see this through or we'll go with 2 nil. yeah because I um, just very quickly I see today if I was a Lincoln fan I'd probably be a little bit uneasy going into this one at the weekend because Michael Appleton has come out and said speaking about us and he said if if we don't turn up Saturday and match Gillingham physically we will get rolled over and then to be honest, name name me a team that's that's outdone us physically this season. Yeah, I know. So if he's, yeah. if he's worried about our physicality deciding this game, then I think they're going to be in trouble. Yeah. Um, Especially as we've taken one of their biggest part, bits of physicality. Well, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but no, I I think we win the game as well. Um, I think we will have an improved performance because I do think Jones will come back in and and we'll look a lot more natural in the middle of the park. Um, I think we'll win it 2-1 um, and then yeah that that will uh, we'll probably be within serious striking distance of the top six if we can get them three points and yeah let's hope we can do it and make it four in a row make the unbeaten run 15 as I think we're closing in on the all-time club record of 20 I think it is is that what it is yeah wow so there's still a there's still a chance <laughs> um, but yeah first and foremost let's hope we make it 15 at Lincoln at the weekend and lastly up the Jills.